Hey, welcome to Church Home. My name is Chelsea. If we haven't met, I get to be married to my favorite husband and my only husband, Judah. And we have been a part of this church for over 20 years and we get to lead it. And it really is our honor. And we love it so much because we get to talk about real things that I believe can really make a difference in our everyday lives. And so today I wanna ask you this question and be honest with yourselves. Have you ever found yourself wasting time or wasting energy or even worse, running out of peace because you have spent so much time worrying? If you haven't, then I am so proud of you. I don't know who you are. Actually, Judah never worries. It kind of drives me crazy. So sometimes I feel like I need to worry for the both of us and plan for the both of us and do all these things for the both of us. And so I remember one time Judah and I were first married and I had been given a gift card. Now think about this is early 2000s. Zion had just been born. So we're probably talking 2004, maybe early 2005, where we were transitioning from gift certificates to gift cards. If you remember that transition, you remember it was a traumatic time because you were given a gift card, but this is before I knew how to go online and check the balance of the gift card. So I was given this gift card to Jean Juarez Spa. And if you're from Seattle, you know absolutely what the Jean Juarez Spa is. And it said, enjoy your facial. So I am just assuming that this gift card is enough to cover a facial. Now for all you men out there, I'm so sorry for the super girly analogy, but we have to deal with Judah's sports analogies all the time so you can and just get over it. So I'm at the GNRS spa with my gift card and I go and get a facial and it was just relaxing. I just had a brand new baby. I was getting some me time. They massage your face. It feels so good. And then I go to pay for it at the end, assuming that the gift card is going to work. And at this point, you have to understand that I'm a very strict budgeter. And so if I'm gonna spend money, I've planned for it beforehand, it's in the budget and I know where it's going to come from. But this was such a special gift because I had a gift card. So I go to pay for my facial and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, that gift card was for $20 and your balance is like $110 or something insane to me at the time. And my brain goes into panic mode because I don't have $110 in my budget for a facial. And so I had just gone from this completely relaxed state to absolutely worrying. I remember the whole drive home, where's it gonna come from? How are we gonna do this? How are we gonna do that? And I agonized, I'm embarrassed to admit, I agonized over this for days and days with my newborn son. And I went from this place of peace and relaxation to complete worry and agony. You know, that's the horrible thing about worry is it genuinely robs us from the peace and security and serenity of life. And maybe you're watching this and you're thinking, well, Chelsea, I don't really worry. My mom was a warrior. She could worry big time or my dad was a warrior. But sometimes worry can take on different forms in our lives, like maybe the form of over planning. Have you ever found yourself hyper planning something that you were going to do? Or maybe the form of over budgeting. That's definitely something that I do to prevent worry in my life. Or what about this? What about over preparing for scenarios that haven't even happened yet? It's called the conversation before the conversation. You know, you've played out in your mind. You have to confront somebody with something. And so you have had this conversation in your mind 15 times, and it's been different every time you've had it, but you are just invested into this conversation that hasn't even happened yet. Do you know that all of those, if they aren't handled properly, can be forms of worry? 
And here's what I found in my 43 years of living. You know, so often people ask us, so what do you regret about life? What are your regrets in life? And I maybe don't have a ton, but the first thing that comes to my mind is I regret every moment I've lost to worrying, the moments that have been robbed because worry is just going through my mind. I remember Jude and I were on our 10-year anniversary. Why? I don't know why I'm using facials and trips for analogies today. I think because we're thinking peace, so just, just go with me here. Jude and I were on our 10-year anniversary, and we had just taken over the church from Judah's parents. It had just been handed to us, and so this weight of leadership was really real. Uh, that happened in September. The church had been handed to us, and our anniversary is November 5th. And so we're just like six weeks into leading the church, and Jude and I are at a hotel getaway for a night. We left our babies with the grandparents, and here we have this night to ourselves. And we're in this hotel, and I woke up in the middle of the night, probably at three in the morning, worrying, and I specifically remember about the Alderwood campus at church. And what are we gonna do about the Alderwood campus? And what are we gonna say to these people? And what are we gonna say to that people? And I literally stayed up all night worrying about the Alderwood campus. Now here's the thing, the Alderwood campus doesn't even exist anymore, but I wasted a beautiful hotel evening with my husband worrying about something that doesn't even exist. And Jesus made it so clear in Matthew chapter six, and he just bottom lined it for us. And he says it, I'm sure he said it with so much love, and so much compassion. But Jesus said, which one of you by worrying has added anything to his life? Some translations say, has anybody ever grown an inch because they worried? Others say, has anybody added even an hour to their life because of worrying? And as we look back, as I look back on life, I so wish that I could go back and undo the moments of worry and not waste the time. But here's the good news. I know we can't go back and undo things, but I'm hoping that my, my really one of my biggest regrets in life can do something for you and so that we can function and live in this place where worry does not rob us of the peace and productivity of our life. In fact, listen to these words that God instructed us, and this comes from Romans chapter 11. It says this, but make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted and taking care of all of your day-to-day -day obligations that you lose track of time, doze off, oblivious to God. The night is over, dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. And here's the thing. Worry robs us from the beautiful plan that God has for us. God wants us out. He wants us doing acts of compassion. He wants us loving our neighbor. He wants us thinking about other people. God wants us involved and focused on what he is doing. But worry just robs us of that and just gets us focused on our everyday life. So what is the answer? How do we not worry? Because if, if I am the person listening to this message, this is what I think right now. I think, okay, so now I'm just supposed to worry about not worrying? That's not really helpful for me. I can't just not focus on worry. It actually just makes me worry even more. And I completely agree with you which takes us back to the teachings of Jesus. In Matthew chapter six, when Jesus said that, hey, nobody's added an inch to their stature or an hour to their life. Nobody has gained anything by worrying. The answer that Jesus gave is so counterintuitive. He says, look at the birds, look at the stars, look at the flowers. 
And so here is the thought I wanna leave you with today, the one thought. Could we live our lives in such a way that we could replace our worrying with wonder? Anytime our brain goes to worry, what if we stopped and said, no, I'm going to be in awe of something right now. I'm going to just wonder about, oh, the, these, these flowers are so beautiful. Judah just gave me the most beautiful bouquet of flowers. I loved it so much. And there's something about just waking up and just seeing flowers that I just get to wonder at and look at. What if we replaced our worry with wonder? What if we thought about the stars? There are more stars in the universe than there are seconds that have existed in planet Earth. Can you believe that? It's mind-blowing. It's one of those things that if you think too hard, you know, your brain just kind of explodes a little bit. But when our brain can get to that place that we can explode about something that God has done, do you know that it takes us away from ourselves? It takes us away from worrying about our budget or it takes us away from worrying about a church campus that's not gonna be here forever or worrying about our job or worrying about our kids. Instead of worrying, if we take moments of wonder and just look at the beauty of a human being. You know, our DNA is so intricate and powerful and the hours and hours that science has given to studying DNA, you know, we still don't really understand and the differentiation that we have in our own unique DNA between us and apes and even bananas is so small. And yes, I mean literal bananas. You know, we share 50% of our DNA with a banana, it's wild, right? But that that 50% can make the difference between a banana and a human, a person who was created in the image of God, taking moments out of every day. And that's what I love about the exhortation that Jesus gave about worry. He just, I'm sure he was, he was in a field, he was outdoors as he was preaching to the group who was listening to them. And I'm sure right when he said that, a bird flew by and Jesus said, look at the birds. And I'm sure on the hills where he was, there was a flower and Jesus said, look at the flowers. These are the things that were right in front of his audience. So I have a question for you to think about for yourself. What is something that is right in front of you that you can spend some time wondering about, that you can spend some time being in awe of, that you can spend some time just looking at and saying, hey God, can you show yourself to me in this building? Can you show yourself to me in this sunset? Can you show yourself to me in my baby who I'm staring at at three in the morning and I cannot go back to sleep and they're just crying, God, what can you show yourself to me that is right in front of you? And here's what I believe about our God, who is so incredible, that he is going to put the perfect thing in front of you that you're going to look at and be able to wonder at, and that that's going to be the thing that will take away your worry. God has given you everything that you need that we don't have to live a life full of worry. Jesus would not have said, do not worry, if he didn't know every detail about your life and that he already had a plan and a purpose for you, that we don't have to live a life of worry, but we can actually replace it with wonder. Now, we'll close with this. Here is the most wonderful thing that we could even imagine.
Here is the thing that if you feel like there's no birds in front of me, there's nothing in front of me that I can actually wonder. And there's so many of our church home community that listen to church from prison, which I found find amazing and ecstatic. And we believe there's so much hope and life for you in prison. But literally, if you're sitting in a cell right now and you're saying, Chelsea, you are talking about facials and flowers and vacations, and I am in this prison, there is nothing that I can wonder about here. I have news for you. No matter what you're facing in life, the most wonderful thing of all we have. And this is found in Colossians chapter one and verse 27. And I love the book of Colossians because it talks about the fact that Jesus is God. Jesus is fully God. He is the star breather. So every single star that exists, more than the seconds of the universe, those are the stars that Jesus breathed. He is the human creator. Even the mysteries of the DNA that is unknown to scientists, Jesus knows. God is, Colossians said, Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. But what Colossians chapter one and verse 27 tells us the most wonderful thing of all that we can all be in wonder in is this. And it says that this is the mystery. And it truly is one of the mysteries of the ages. Paul is writing and he's saying, hey, it doesn't really make sense. Our brains can't compute how this happens, but this is the mystery. And that is that Jesus Christ, the hope of God, the fullness of God in bodily form lives inside of me and he lives inside of you. And so maybe there is nothing on your external world. Maybe you feel like you're boxed in and there actually isn't anything that you can live in wonder towards and that you can replace your worry with wonder. Remember this. Jesus, the star breather, the human creator, the DNA writer, he lives inside of you. And if there is a God, and if his name is Jesus, and he has taken on a form of his spirit to live on the inside of us, then tell me, what is more worthy of your attention? Because really, that's the choice, right? Are we giving, something, are we giving our attention to worry, or are we giving our attention to wonder? And if Jesus is on the inside of us, what is more worthy of your attention than focusing on him, than realizing he lives inside of us? Jesus who lived, died, resurrected, lives again, forgave us of all of our sins. He does that and he lives inside of us so that you and I can take moments and live in wonder of him. Church, I love you so much. I'm so passionate and excited that we can live a life. I know there's so many things happening in our world that feel out of our control, whether it's inflation or gas prices or mental health crises or wars that are happening in our world. And not that those aren't worthy of our attention and not that those aren't worthy of our prayers and not that those aren't worthy of our acts and efforts to see if we're supposed to do anything to change them. But can I tell you what those things are not? They are not worthy of your worry. You only get to think about one thing. And as we think about Jesus, it'll wake our minds up so that we can live on mission to all of the things that he has planned for us. And we don't have to live a life of worrying because it does not add a single thing to our life. As we conclude here in these moments, I wanna pray for you. And I wanna pray for two things. First of all, I wanna pray that God will show you something right now, very specific, that He has placed in front of you to see Him in, that you can wonder at. 
And secondly, I wanna pray for you if you feel like, you know, Chelsea, you're talking and I, show, I showed up here at church, I, I landed on this broadcast and you're talking about Jesus living inside of you, but I don't know if he lives inside of me. You know, when I was in, in Sunday school, they had this very simple request and it said, do you want to ask Jesus into your heart? And I, I said yes to that at five years old. I didn't really know what it meant, but it's just saying yes to say, I wanna know you, Jesus, and I wanna walk with you, and then all the other stuff we can have the rest of our lives to figure out. So first of all, if that's you and you'd say, I want Jesus to live inside of me, I want to know him, wherever you are, will you just raise your hand? I know that might sound kind of odd, especially if you're sitting somewhere by yourself, but. If we just think of something in our minds, sometimes it's hard, we can play tricks on our minds and think that didn't really happen. But if you raise your hand and say, yes, I want Jesus to live inside of you, you can just do that right now. Now, church, I wanna pray for all of us. Jesus, I thank you that you do live inside of us. For those who just accepted you and for those who have known you for our, our whole lives or for years and years, Jesus, I pray that that wonder would be restored. Jesus, let us see your wonder, let us see your grace, let us see your, your power, your beauty, your majesty. And Lord, even though all these things are happening around us, I pray that you would capture our wonder, that you would capture our worship. Lord, I pray for people right now who feel like they don't have anything to be in wonder towards. Jesus, I ask that you would come and you would show them, whether it's the birds flying or the flowers blooming or their baby in front of them. Lord, show us the thing that you have placed in front of us right now in these moments to be in wonder towards. We love you, Jesus. We thank you that you're always with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. In Jesus' name, amen.